patiently waiting down the line this afternoon is journalist for ESPN Crick Info, Andrew McGlashan. Andrew, welcome back to the show. Hi there. Nice to be with you again. A pleasure as always. Thanks very much for, for taking the time. Andrew, uh, we're not too far away now from the, the World Test Championship final and then the Ashes. So what excites you the most about the upcoming series? Yeah, it's all approaching now, isn't it? Um, the, the, the squad or those players based here in Australia at the moment, they fly out uh, Friday uh, to the UK. So it's certainly getting much closer. Although I think it's just the it's the anticipation of what should be six uh, terrific test matches in, in, in two months. You obviously have that final to start with and then a five-match Ashes series, which promises to be uh, a terrific contest, um, given the way England are playing their test cricket, that Australia have played really good test cricket for the last two years, which is why they're in the final against India. So all, all the matches ha- have a mouth-watering prospect to them, and obviously the test championship is a, it, a slightly, it provides a slightly wide. It provides a very different lead-in to an Ashes series than normal. In itself, it's a massive occasion. Um, and then a very short turnaround to that first Ashes test. So that will provide some interesting scenarios for Australia, particularly for India, obviously it's a one-off test match. But for Australia, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks as they navigate that final and then into edge Baston. Do you think that short turnaround will hurt the Aussies or do you think it will perhaps give them some form leading into uh, what is to be a, a huge Ashes series? Yeah, it's difficult to know. I mean, it's... It, it, it downplays the significance of the final to say it's a chance to find some form for the Ashes. I mean, I personally wish there'd been a longer gap. I'm not saying months or anything, but I, I wish there'd been a couple of weeks breathing space between the final and the Ashes mm-hmm. just to let whoever wins enjoy it, whoever loses to digest it, and everyone then to have a bit of a proper build-up to the Ashes. And clearly we're having a build-up to the Ashes. We're seeing Stuart Broads making plenty of comments from the, that side of the world. Australia's players are having plenty to say this side of the world but talking about the ashes when you're facing india for a major title it's slightly odd it's a slightly odd dynamic and in a sense it's probably a one-off given the way it's worked out with australia reaching the final this time and the ashes being so close so look i think i think the judgment on the value of the final is going to have to be made after the final clearly if australia win it they'll be buoyant going into edge baston if they if they lose it then a quick turnaround into the Ashes probably won't be a bad thing. They can shake themselves off and focus on what in itself is, is, is a huge goal, which is to win a series in England for the first time um, in 22 years. Where do you think the point of difference will be between Australia and England in the Ashes? Oh, I would say, um, and this is caveated with the fact that England have played extraordinary test cricket for the last two years, um, but I think my gut is um, that... Australia's bowling attack might might nip it, it put them favourites to begin with, and I say that that it's going to be very important how that first couple of days as Baston goes. Um, if England get on top with Basball and Australia's bowlers struggle to stem them, then they're going to have huge confidence that their tactics will work as they have done for the last two years. But just looking at the, the lineup of quicks Australia had. I know there's one or two question marks over Josh Hazelwood, but Mitchell Stark, Pat Cummins, Hazelwood, if he's fit, Boland, Nisa, Abbott, if they need him, um, and then Lyon as a world-class spinner. If Smith and Lavashane can get the runs for Australia, the bulk of the runs, um, three and four, Australia have the bowling attack to cause problems for England. I just think that that might tip it in their favour, but it's very hard to say, and it's a real 
it's a real borderline decision to to, to know who's favourites right now. What's the latest on the Australian lineup in, in terms of health? Because there are question marks over Josh Hazelwood and also Michael Nisa. We're hearing. Um, yeah, so I mean, Hazelwood is officially fit and fine. Um, he flew back from the IPL early with what was thought to be a bit of a side issue. Scans have shown nothing in his back bowling, but. The complication for Australia is that they have to name a 15-player squad for the final on the 28th of May. That's ICC regulations. Uh, a 15-player squad has to be named. So Australia can't just met, pick every player they've named for the Ashes in that squad. So they're going to have, have to make a decision on Sunday, effectively, about Hazelwood. And they only arrive in the UK on Saturday. So I just think it, the timeline's too tight, I think, for Hazelwood, which is sort of what Andrew McDonald hinted at today um, and if they do need backup Michael Nisa is the obvious choice although I will say that Sean Abbott is a very fine cricketer as well and they're very similar cricketers but, but Nisa would be a, a completely justifiable player to call in so my gut is that he might actually get called in for that World Test Championship final they conf- they're confident that Hazelwood will be ready for the Ashes there are question marks again over his he, injury history um, of the last um, couple of years and the other one with a bit of a, a question mark over him at the moment is Mitch Marsh. He also came back from the IPL early. He had, a, a again, a minor strain. He's back bowling, probably less critical to Australia, whether he's right for the final or not, because he's he's effectively there as backup for Cameron Green anyway. So And, and again, and Michael Nisa could cover a bit of that all-round role as well. So a couple of question marks over him. So I don't suspect Marsh or Hazelwood will be in that 15 uh, for the final itself, but they're still tracking well. Uh, for edge batsmen if needed. Will we see any of Sean Abbott, do you think? Oh, look, gut, I mean, gut feeling at the moment is, is perhaps not, but a lot will depend on how well the bowlers um, pull up from back, effectively what is six back-to-back tests, although there are some longer gaps once you get into into the ashes, sort of seven or eight days off. Um, so they will have time to rest. And some of the tests might only go three days. Uh, we obviously don't know that yet. So, I mean... So it's hard to say. If there's two or three injuries, then yes, Sean Abbott will absolutely come into the favour. If all the fast bowlers stay fit and they sort of rotate bowling in and out maybe for one or two games, maybe they keep Nisha with the squad. Hazelwood maybe plays one or two. Then I suspect they might not need Sean Abbott. But if they do, he's a very fine cricketer and he wouldn't let anyone down. Speaking to Andrew McGlashan here on Sports Drive this afternoon. Uh, geez, Andrew, let's turn our attention to the IPL because we've got uh, big games that come tonight. The Eliminator, we've got the Super Giants up against the Mumbai Indians and Cam Green, how good has he been uh, as of late? And coming off that uh, that century, we could see the Indians going through um, uh, all the way to the final, just about. Yeah, I mean, he, he played his best innings at the key moment, didn't he, for, for Mumbai, taking them into the playoffs. Uh, I feels like a very big moment in Cam Green's career. He's had a few of them over the last 12 months, obviously, but clearly he went to the IPL with this huge price tag over his head um, and kind of had, had made a couple of contributions through the tournament, a couple of half centuries. But to get a century like that in a, in a key match is, is, is a defining moment for him. But in the way, look, the way the world game is going, with obviously there's questions all over the place about how the game is going to look in, 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 say, five or ten years' time. Uh, but clearly, Cameron Green is, is a cricketer in demand. He's an all-he's an all-format player now. So, so, so the breakthrough with that that hundred um, is a big moment for him. It, it's obviously a double-edged sword because um, it, it's, as you say, it's extending his stay at the tournament, and Mumbai could go 
all the way to the final, which means he would only be arriving in the UK, I think, 30th or 31st uh, of May, which it would only mean he misses the golf, basically. Australia arrive on Saturday, they go up to the northwest of England, and they basically have a bonding camp, which is code word for playing a few rounds of golf uh, before they get into training. So the <laughs> training itself doesn't start till they get back down to London or just on the outskirts of London on June the 1st. So regardless of how long, whether Mumbai gets to the final, Cangreen will be there for that. So it's not critical, but the challenge for him as a young player is transitioning from one format to the other in a short space of time. So um, it'll be interesting to see how he pulls up for that first test match, whether he's got his rhythm with the ball and whether he can get the tempo with the bat. But the advantage this time that Cam Green is having, as opposed to where he struggled with that transition um, after the T20 World Cup at home, Last summer, he's actually been getting innings in. in. The problem for him last summer was he, he barely batted before the test summer and he was scratchy. This time, at least, he's had innings. He's clearly in form. Um, so there's confidence he'll be able to translate that into test cricket. What are your thoughts on the other teams left? Uh, the Chennai Super Kings through to the final after their great win uh, over the Titans. So, uh, winner will play the Titans after tonight's game. What are your thoughts on the finals in the IPL? Well, there is a saying in the IPL that... It, that race to the finals is who plays CSK basically so MS Dhoni has done it again um, taken taken his team to the final and then sort of not really answered the question about whether he'll play on or not he's extraordinary career really that he's had um, with CSK so yes they've booked their place in the final defending champions Gujarat will have a second chance um, against whoever wins um, the eliminator which Mumbai are involved in um, so look, they're, they're all good teams left. It's been a, it's, it's a lot of games in the tournament now. Fourteen regular season games now that the tournament's expanded. Um, so you've really got to earn your place in, in the top in the top four to get to these knockout matches. So whoever wins it is going to be fully worth their worth their title. I, I still think I think Gujarat. I know they lost um, the other night, which is why they have to play in the qualifier to get their chance in the final. But they do seem to know how to win big matches so I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past them to actually make the final against CSK Just finally Andrew before I do let you go um, turning our attention to the BBL disappointing to see Cam Bancroft uh, leaving the Perth Scorchers uh, of course he'll be heading over to the Thunder geez he's had such a stellar career at the Scorchers and we'll miss him dearly here in WA Yeah and it, it sounds like it's been a, a pretty tough decision for him to make really I mean he was he's unfortunate that it's in a sense, by the strength of, of Perth Scorchers' list, um, that despite, and it was also a bad time for him to come off contract, um, because when you look at all the international players they've got, and you sort of, they'll do their list managing and they'll rank the players to, to get their value. Um, for all his success at the back half of last season, Cam will fall out of that top seven, eight, nine players. Um, and so his decision was, was seemingly to, 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 to stay and take a pay cut. Um, or to maximise his value and, and, and look at the offers. And there were plenty of offers reportedly on the table. Most of the clubs had a look at him, I think, and it came down to, to, to Hurricanes, uh, Renegades, I think, and, and Thunder. And it's, it's Thunder who have who have got him. Uh, fascinating, obviously, part of that, although it probably won't happen next season because of the test schedule, is that it will reunite him with David Warner, who, of course, is a, is a mm. Thunder player. Uh, whether David Warner plays any BBL next season, will depend on whether he's a playing test cricket still um, and quite how the fixtures fall amongst Australia's test summer. Uh, but that will be an interesting dynamic. But um, I think I think given, I, I, 
that there was no probably right or wrong decision uh, for Cam Bancroft to make. Uh, clearly, there were some good, good offers on the table. Um, and he's a player in demand now. He's a good T20 cricketer, so hopefully he can make the most of this move um, over to Sydney. Just quickly, you mentioned David Warner. Is he a lock to open the batting in both the World Test Championship final and the Ashes? It sounds like it now, yeah. Andrew McDonald today was a bit more definitive on that than there had been uh, a couple of months ago, and it was always he was always, always going to play against India. Um, they'd left it open slightly about the Ashes, but... Um, but yes, I mean, now expecting to open uh, India in the first two Ashes tests, they have this cut-off point after the second Ashes test at Lords where they're going to reassess the squad and see if they need to make any changes. But it would surprise me if Warner doesn't now see out the Ashes and then there is perhaps a call taken on his career at that point. Andrew, it's been a pleasure chatting on the show this afternoon. Thank you very much for taking the time and enjoy the rest of your day. No worries, anytime. Thank you. There he goes, Andrew McGlashan from ESPN Crick Info. A pleasure as always.